2: on your thursday episode of locked on raptors it's the return of everybody's favorite parlor game what's more likely we'll talk about pascal siakam's future whether the raptors will finish top six in the east or bottom six in the league plus a little coach of the year conversation about a current and former toronto raptors coach it's all coming up thanks for hanging oh because when i shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot trying to miss. So. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Thursday, September the 14th. And I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can follow the show on Instagram at LockedOnRaptors. You can join our Discord server, the great little family we got building around the show. Come hang out. Link is in the description. We'd love to see some fresh faces in there uh, talking ball, talking Raptors, talking Blue Jays, and how bloody infuriating that baseball team is. My God. Uh, And a whole bunch more. Come hang out. We'd love to see you there in the discord to uh, hang out chat you get your mailbag questions answered more uh, regularly if you're in there as well there's all sorts of reasons to come hang out again link is in the description you can always DM me if you need access as well and uh, we got a good show for you today of course you can find the show for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube please subscribe tell a friend all that good stuff and today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com. that's J-A-S S-E-Medical.com. All right. On today's show, we're bringing back What's More Likely, our favorite parlor game of extremes here on the show. And joining me to play this round of What's More Likely, we got three questions on the docket. It is our pal Jamar Hines from Raptors Republic. Jamar, how are you, my friend?
4: I'm doing good. It's only 40 days until... Uh, I believe the Raptors first game so we're less than six weeks it doesn't feel like it's been a long off season for me especially because mm. we've had FIBA I'm, high, I'm heavily invested into the WNBA playoffs that just started yesterday so mm. ball is life all year round for me <laughs>
2: For me, it feels like it's been an interminable offseason because I feel like I've talked about the same five things uh, all offseason uh-huh. long. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about Pascal Siakam and trade talks, huh? Let's get into it. Back, um, same so first, what's more likely today is Pascal Siakam inspired uh, and it's topical considering yesterday's report from Mike Skoto who's over at the Sporting News uh, please, no he's over at Hoops Hype, I'm reading the Sporting News aggregation of the piece, um, I'm just going to pull up Mike Skoto's actual piece how about that, either way the sort of crux of the piece continues the sort of will they won't they of the Raptors and the Hawks and Pascal Siakam trade talks um, noting that Kobe Bufkin in the latest Intel was sort of the, the dude that the Hawks did not want to part with in trades that were kind of centered around Deandre Hunter, AJ Griffin and draft compensation. He also mentions, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich as someone to maybe keep an eye on as he is now trade eligible. As of Saturday, the 16th, uh, he signed the extension of course with the Hawks. Um, you know, if you're going for ways for the Raptors to, uh, you know, get real value back to help build your team around Scotty Barnes, you could do a lot worse than FIBA superstar Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, we can examine that a little bit more but let's get into today's what's more likely regarding pascal siakam jamar and his future with the team and whether it will be short and uh maybe uh, like imminently on its way to a conclusion or will there be a long-term marriage between these two sides the question today is What's more likely, Jamar? Pascal Siakam plays 300 or more games in a Toronto Raptors jersey from here to the end of his career. It would make him the most tenured Toronto Raptors player by about 100 games over Kyle Lowry if that happened. Or he plays zero more games as a Toronto Raptor. What's more likely, 300 more games with Toronto or zero more games with Toronto? Of course, just six weeks, as you mentioned, till the season starts. Not a ton of time to get things sorted out here, but who knows with this Bogdan Bogdanovich trade eligibility coming in and all the talk still seemingly swirling and all the uncertainty about the Raptors roster maybe something could get done here before the season starts what say you what's more likely 300 more or zero more for Pascal in a Raptors jersey
4: well 300 more games is basically four more seasons yeah Uh, it's sort of like barring barring injury even maybe even more Mm -hmm. and he's already played seven seasons in the Raptor uh Kyle and Damar both have the most seasons ever played with the Raptors at nine so that would put Pascal at 11 and Mm -hmm. I just don't see that at all (laughs) I'm sorry there's too (laughs) much there's too much smoke to the to the fire the Raptors like if that was a possibility the Raptors would have offered him an extension by now but they they clearly at some point want to, well, not clearly, but from my opinion at least, want to, you know, kind of turn over the keys to Scotty at some point. So mm-hmm. I gotta go zero. I mean, if he were wasn't at Media Day, and he if he was gone before then for whatever reason to whatever team, that wouldn't surprise me. Like nobody who who would be surprised? We've heard about Pascal also a lot, So who would really be surprised? So there's no way, like, to pick 300 more games as pa- for Pascal in a Raptors uniform for four more seasons or whatever. That's really naive. It's just, at this <laughs> wow. point, at the at this point, it is. It's really naive. I mean, if the team is not interested in um, extending him, why? What would lead me to believe that he's going to play four more seasons as a Raptor? I just don't see it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that's a pretty cutting. Uh, look at the situation and I I think you you've kind of hit on a lot of things that are pretty valid at the same time you know you say you wouldn't be surprised if he was traded between now and the start of the season I think I actually would be kind of surprised I don't know if I would be like floored and shocked but like one level down surprised I think I probably would be a little bit because we never see trades happen like this this close to the season like the James Harden deal after the lockout notably was like kind of the big one that happened so close to the season and it just feels like for a team that was all about, all right, we got to get back to our, our culture. We got to reestablish a sort of winning tradition. We got to have some continuity here. Um, you know, there's already a lot of change going on with this team, with Darko Ryakovic coming in, Fred Van Vliet out. Like, it, is, it would be kind of a bold move to be like, okay, we're going to trade our best player by a pretty significant margin six weeks before the season starts. Ooh. You know, the, as far as the extension thing goes, I don't really know how to read it because, you know, I I think a lot of this is hung up in, um, you know, what's the Dame Millard situation and the dominoes that fall from that? What opens up on the Pascal front there? Um, And I also think, you know, what is the degree to which siakam is itching to get these conversations going from the sounds of it there haven't really been any extension talks which is a bummer and i feel like you know at the very least they should have had this conversation and for the raptors to still be sitting here trying to decide whether or not pascal's their dude i think that is sort of like a a failure in their decision making process like come to a decision like it shouldn't be that hard there's plenty of track record of pascal being awesome and if you wanted to extend him i think you'd be just fine doing that maybe pascal wants to ride this thing out to try to make all in the a next season and get the supermax, and maybe that's what's holding it up and we just haven't heard that it's hard to say um but i think because that unknown element is there i feel like him sticking around for his next contract is not necessarily off the table and so because of the short time window we have here between now and the start of the season because the hawks talks have not seemed to really go anywhere and because the extension still very much is an option I think there's, I would go with the 300 more games being the more really? likely than zero games. Like again, these are wildly different yeah. like ends yeah. of the spectrum. He's probably somewhere in the middle as is always yeah. the case with this game, but- That's the point of the game. Like hundred percent. But yeah. I think the 300 games is more likely. And let me just say, uh like, like this is a thing that the franchise should want is Pascal Siakam being around a long time. I know the fit concerns with Scotty Barnes are there. That is partly due to their building of a roster that makes no sense around Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam, their two highest upside players. That's on the front office. And, you know, the, obviously the Yakup trade I see in a different light now because of the fit concerns. I still think in a vacuum it was a worthwhile deal. But, like, there's an undeniable glut in this front court with not enough shooting, not enough spacing to make a functional offense in 2023 But I don't think those are reasons to move on from a guy who very well could go down as, like, the second best player in your franchise's history if you just let him ride it out. Like, I think it's cool that he has a chance to become the guy with the most games played in Raptors history. He's top 10 in basically every important stat. Three or four more seasons, he's going to be in the conversation with DeMar DeRozan as the leading scorer in franchise history. Like, that's stuff that you should want to have. And you should want to have guys around long enough that they can achieve those milestones. And I think it's a shame that we're sitting here talking about, is Pascal Siakam, the best player in recent Raptors history, going to go and get traded for you know a piddly return from the Hawks before this season even begins? That bums me out, man. <laughs> I was expecting a bigger rain from you. That's why I said, uh-oh. <laughs> It's like i don't like the way this has been handled top to bottom i don't like the indecision i don't like pascal kind of being left out alone and, and uncertain i don't like that uh there's just no resolution here and i think there should be more of a commitment on the side of the team to try to keep one of the best players they've ever had around i don't know bums me out agreed any parting shots should we move on let's move on Okay, we'll move on to another less depressing question, although maybe it's depressing. We'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about the draft and whether the Raptors are going to actually keep their pick or will they be a pretty good team next year. We'll get into that in just a second before we do. However, i got to tell you about Jace Medical. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take, to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you are not just hoping that you have access to Medication in an emergency, Jace Medical. Make sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. The handling, they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than three hundred and sixty dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional twenty dollars off by using the code Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J A S E Medical.com promo code Locked On. All right, we continue on here. Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic along. Uh, If you haven't yet, go check out yesterday's episode with uh, Vivek Jacob as we dug deep into the starting lineup question for your Toronto Raptors, one that very much hinges upon the whole Pascal thing we just talked about, of course. Uh, Good episode. We also talked on Tuesday about the World Cup and put a bow on that tournament with Alex Adams, who was in Jakarta covering the team for the first stretch of that tournament. So go check it out. Uh, But let's dive in now to our second, what's more likely of the day, Jamar. Uh, And thank, thank you to the NBA and to the Raptors for protecting the pick in a way that gives us nice symmetry for this question. What's more likely, Jamar, the Toronto Raptors finished top six in the Eastern Conference this year or... They finish top six in the draft order and end up keeping their pick that they currently owe to the San Antonio Spurs for the Yakup hurdle trade. What's more likely, Jamar? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to finish with a
4: top, I mean, a bottom six record. The balls have to just bounce their way in the draft lottery. This is true. Okay,
2: let me let me let me phrase it this way. Then they finish with one of the six worst records in the league and have a chance to keep their pick at least on lottery night.
4: Okay, so I just don't think the Raptors are bad enough to finish bottom six standing wise. Mm -hmm. So, although I'm trying to actually no, they were. What were, what were they last season? They were like the nine seed in the play in. So, uh, so, six yeah. six more teams in their own conference was worse than them. Yeah. So, I'm not. I, f- not I even think they finished
2: with the 13th worst record in the league. If that oh, means. wow. Yeah.
4: I, yeah. Yeah. Well, 500. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
2: Sometimes I think they are way worse than that. But <laughs> that's the thing. But, they weren't that bad. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> everything went wrong and they were 500. Yeah. <clears throat>
4: going to go well depending on who you are some people want to be bad but um Mm -hmm. i think i'm going to go positive this time since i was saying yeah pascal's probably going to be gone last segment so i think it's more likely of a chance that they have a top six record in the east you know things could get weird you know guys could be missing for a numerous uh, amount of reasons Mm -hmm. uh teams could implode We'll get to Philly in a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is a sliver of it. Like Darko could push all the right buttons. Scotty mm-hmm. could take a leap. Pascal doesn't get traded. Uh, there are avenues to the Raptors going back into the top six. Remember, it was only two seasons ago with that they were the five seed. Which with a lot of uh, those players still on this roster, mm-hmm. so. There are avenues where they could be a top six, uh top six uh, seed in the East. I just don't see them being bad enough to have a bottom six record. So I mean like 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 uh we clarified, like they could have the 10th worst record and still the ball the balls bounce their way in and they end up keeping their pick. But with taking that caveat out, I I'm gonna lean towards the um possibility that they could be a top six seed again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the whole sort of uh, crux of this question probably makes people crazy because you know <laughs> there's nothing worse than being a, the middle of the road team, exactly. you're not good yep. enough to pick. Yep. I don't actually agree with that. Like, I think if you're building towards something, being a middle of the road team is fine. And they have Scotty Barnes, who's 22 years old and is actively helping them build towards something. What that something is, who the hell knows? But there's upward mobility because their most intriguing player is 22 years old and has a whole lot of talent, and so. I don't buy the fact that they're stuck in this, like, you know, purgatory or whatever. Um, That said, you know, you you don't want to be in that sort of mushy middle this coming season. You don't want to be sitting there with, like, the eighth worst record. Even if the draft is bad, uh, you don't want to not be in that top six. And, hey, if you're the eighth worst record, you have a shot of climbing up and all that stuff. And maybe things get, you know, you get lucky and the the horseshoe or the rabbit and the rabbit's foot falls out of your butt and you're great. Um, But, you know, you can't count on that. I'm with you, though. I think top six in the East is more likely. I think you mentioned, like, there will be teams that falter, right? The Sixers are a Joel Embiid injury away from being an entire disaster show. And I'm not rooting for that by any means because Joel Embiid is awesome. It's just the fact of life. He's, like, 30 years old. He has a long injury history. Yeah, and... The whole James Harden thing hangs over and like season from hell potential is very much there for Philly. There's no doubt about that. I think they'll be just fine, probably, or like, you know, they'll still be top six, but there's plenty of disaster potential there. You look at the Brooklyn Nets, the other team that I think, you know, is pretty obviously going to fall out of the top six based on what happened last year. I I think, you know, obviously Mikal Bridges is really nice. Does Mikal Bridges have the playmaking chops to lead an actually good team with his scoring punch? Probably not, if you ask me, and I don't think the rest of that roster is like hilariously talented or anything like that. I just think they're like a pretty competent team that will be scrappy and ultimately kind of meh, you know, probably in the Raptors range of teams, honestly. And so I think there's a spot for grabs, at least in that top six. Yes, the Heat are probably going to jump up and grab it, but who the hell knows what's going to go on with the Dame situation? Will that be something that drags into the year? Does that alter the way... Their upside is portrayed. The Hawks, obviously, could be a team that jumps up, but also I'll believe it when I see it with the freaking Hawks, as much as I think Quinn Snyder is very good. And beyond that, like, I'm not banking on the Pacers jumping up. The Wizards are going to be one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the league. You have the Magic who very talented very young but i still think the very young is the operative word there and young teams lose and i still think they have a couple years before they're actually going to be really serious the hornets are going to be a total disaster the pistons will be an interesting bad disaster but like at least probably moving somewhere the hornets are depressing and i've just named five teams there that I still think the Raptors are better than, you know, maybe the Pacers you can quibble with, but um, we'll see there. And then out West, I think the Rockets are going to be bad. I think the Spurs are intentionally going to be bad. I think the Blazers are going to be bad. I think the Jazz are going to be bad. And there's going to be other teams just because of how stacked that conference is. Like, would I be stunned, even though OKC is packed to the gills with high-end talent? They're not very deep. Would I be stunned if they end up kind of underperforming compared to last year? Not at all. I I don't think I would be because the West is loaded and someone's got to lose the games out there. And so I think top six is probably, or top six in the draft is probably a far sort of reaching ambition for the Raptors if that's what you are ambitious about, which you shouldn't be because that's sicko behavior. Um, (laughs) But I think the, the sort of state of flux of the Eastern Conference could potentially lead the Raptors to be one of those top six teams. And I guess like this comes down to how good do you think their offense can be? I think their defense is going to be awesome. I'm kind of on record saying this. I'm very bullish on what they're going to do defensively. I think scaling back the aggression from the Nick Nurse style is mm-hmm. going to help, um, but the offense is going to be the determining factor here. I just I don't see many bottom six teams with top ten level defenses. You know, and, and I'm curious. Like, where are you at on the sort of the offense-defense balance of it all? Like, do you think they have enough juice defensively to kind of have things net out to about average? Or uh, do you think the offense could be so, so bad that the defense almost won't matter?
4: The defense, I mean, if everything goes right, they could potentially have a top-five defense, top-ten defense for sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
4: Offensively, that could be (laughs) (laughs) Uh bottom-five. I mean... (laughs) probably not that bad but the, the the clip i had a few weeks ago where the ball is supposed to go in the basket mm-hmm. i have that archive because i feel like i'm going to be using it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um balancing it out like we just said this should probably still be good enough to be in the conversation for a top six seed in the east but yeah i just the spacing uh, until the spacing improves And I don't. And someone has to go probably to improve it. I just don't see it. Like they're Mm going to be what were they? The second. I want to say they were the second worst three point shooting team in the in the league last year.
2: Second or third, yeah.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's going to significantly change Mm
2: -hmm. unless
4: one of Scotty or Pascal comes back like a forty percent three point shooter, like. total not just from the Mm. corner or something like i i just i don't know i just don't see it off we're gonna have stretches where the raptors takes um the raptors score like one field goal in like seven minutes and it's (laughs) i mean that's been the trend for the last couple years where they just go on some hellacious drought Mm -hmm. i don't see that changing regardless of coach
2: yeah i'm with you i do think their defense will probably have like a, a higher floor than, like, the really bad nights in the Nick Nurse scheme, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help. And I also think...
4: No more open corner threes.
2: Yeah! Uh, <laughs> what a novel concept. Uh, and then I also think, if you look back at the the Grizzlies, where Darko was Taylor Jenkins' right-hand man, those teams were crummy on, in half-court offense as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even with Ja Morant and Desmond Bain and doing the whole thing, like, their, their half-court offense was awful, but they made their bones as, like, ridiculous offensive rebounding team as a ridiculous offensive rebounding team and as a really good transition team and i still think those are things the raptors can tap into and i actually been their staple yeah but i think it's going to come in a different shape because their transition game in recent years was driven by gambling and going for steals and stuff that had high possibility for bad outcomes if things went wrong and the gambles didn't pay off Whereas I think this year, like their transition game could just be driven by an incredibly hellacious defense that they can then run off of, right? And so I think that. We'll probably again kind of bake in a bit of a higher floor for the defense maybe give the the transition game a little bit more of a, like a sort of they're not so dependent upon forcing steals and there's maybe more some like reliability to how they get those looks and get out on the run um and i think the offensive rebounding is still going to be a thing that they have to lean on and Jakob hurdle is going to be great with that i think scotty barnes as a like a is like a bigger guard is like a very good offensive rebounder i think obviously Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, Grady Dick has some offensive rebounding instincts as well. I think that's going to be a thing they lean into. So if they can kind of work on the margins there in a bit more of a healthy, less helter-skelter way than they did last year, I think there's a pathway to sort of a middle-of-the-road offense, even if the half-court offense is probably going to be bottom five. Um, So we'll see. But I, I think we could see kind of similar work on the margins but less so in terms of like just trying to tilt the possession game and more okay. so just like playing normal basketball and running off of normal stops and stuff like that funny. normal basketball does sound funny it also sounds like something i could get behind speaking of non-normal basketball we're going to talk about nick nurse in just a second as well <laughs> as dark royakovich to close out today's show before we do that however I've got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, right now is the time for our pal Jamar is a big NFL fan. I not so much, but if you are an NFL fan, there's no better way, no better time to get started than uh, to sign up for FanDuel right now and get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. And, you know, maybe you're someone, who hey, Aaron Rodgers goes down, you're looking, oh, maybe the Miami Dolphins are the team to pick for the division or whatever. This is the time to go get in get in on that. So visit fanduel.com slash right now and kick off the NFL NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner
0: of the NFL and, of course, the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you.
2: All right, rounding things out here, your final segment here, playing What's More Likely, everybody's favorite parlor game. Uh, we got to start getting some like merch out there with What's More Likely branding on it or something like that. Please let me know if you'd like to create a design out there, listeners. Um, let's uh, dive into our final either-or scenario here, Jamar. The last one I have for you is What's More Likely, Darko Ryakovich wins coach of the year in his first year in Toronto or... Nick Nurse wins Coach of the Year in his first year in Philly. They're the sort of the circumstances are there for both guys to be in the coach of the year conversation. First-year coaches usually have a bit of an edge because it's fresh and new and exciting. Um, I think both of these teams kind of have things hanging over them that maybe have their expectations set lower than they should be at. And so, you know, there's the chance of over-exceeding those expectations and putting themselves into the coach of the year conversation. Uh, so where are you at? Darko kind of coming into the Raptors, fresh face, a bad year last season, fixes the vibes, the Raptors look great, win 40-something games. And, and gets in that conversation, or Nick Nurse arrives in the horror show that is Philadelphia right now and somehow turns it into like a 50-plus win juggernaut, what you got is the more likely outcome here. Who wins coach of the year uh, between Darko and Nurse?
4: The Nurse situation, yeah, has potential disaster around it.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Even so, I kind of wonder how much... The expectations are lowered because, from what I see, people still have Philly as a top four team. Right. And, you know, if Embiid, you know, doesn't get hurt and plays 70 games and, you know, Maxis takes a step, uh, who knows what happens with Harden, and they end up like as a top three seed, it, I don't know how much be like people will commend Nurse for doing a good job. But I, but they're kind of in championship or bust level mode right mm-hmm. now, even though there's so many question marks. Yeah. So I don't know how much that would sway the voters where it's like, you know, they've been a top three, top four seed for a number of years now, half a decade. So I just don't know how much that would sway the vote for Nurse. So I'm going to go with Darko here. And mm-hmm. we've seen uh Raptors Raptors teams in the past overachieve and then your coach wins uh coach of the year I'm looking at the 2006-2007 season we weren't that far removed from uh, Vince Carter's departure it was Sam Mitchell's third year and Mm -hmm. uh Andrea Bargnani they just drafted first overall and they just got TJ Ford to pair with Bosch and yeah, that team jumped from being like a win, uh, 20s win team to winning 47 games, which tied a franchise record at the time
2: mm-hmm.
4: and ended up making the playoffs and ended up being the three seed. So, and, and Sam Mitchell won coach of the year because of that. I feel like that is, if we're talking about like from the previous segment, the Raptors jumping back into the, you know, the top six in the East conversation, like there, there's an avenue for that mm-hmm. by that same avenue there's a possibility that Darko wins uh coach of the, v- of the year if he's able to do that, because I don't know how many people have the Raptors in the playoffs right now. I'm talking like national media, like even, oh, even, yeah. even, even, last year, they had them falling back a bit, which they ended up being right about. And mm-hmm. from, I'm just assuming I'm not looking at any over, under numbers or anything like that. I am just assuming they'd have them falling off even, even, even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I want to say two of the three times the Raptors won Coach of the Year, it was pe- pe- a lot of people didn't have them in the playoffs. Like, on a lesser scale, the 2020 season when Kawhi just left, some people had the Raptors missing the playoffs, and they ended up mm-hmm. being the two seed and, and ha- having the second-best record in the league and nurse won Coach of the Year. Only the Dwayne Casey season a couple of years before, where the Raptors ended up being the one seed, where that that wasn't, you know, that much of a surprise Casey just ended up winning it anyway but yeah I have to go by that avenue where mm-hmm. I just it's Philly <laughs> 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 Philly always has expectations unless yeah. unless it's uh trust the process Sam Hinkie years they normally have expectations so I just don't I don't know how many I don't know how they can over overachieve so strongly where nurse would get serious coach of the year consideration like they would have to have like a miraculous 60 60 win season and be the top seed and it's like oh how are they doing this and you know mb and mm-hmm. mb would win back-to-back mvp in that case and then yeah you get nurse coach of the year but no i gotta i gotta lean to the raptor side of this
2: yeah i think that's fair the thing with nurse is you know you probably wouldn't even be able to really judge his performance until after the playoffs, which is well after the voting goes down. Like, if he gets him to the conference finals, retroactively, give him the coach of the year all you want. You got the Sixers to the conference finals. It's as great an achievement as a coach has ever achieved on an NBA sideline. It's like the Leafs. They don't
4: care about the regular season anymore.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's a really good point. I I think the way it happens for Nurse is if, like— he somehow manages to get through to James Harden and he fully buys in and is like, all right, let's do the thing. If that happens, like, congratulations, personality manager extraordinaire Nick Nurse on that. Do I think that's going to happen based on his uh, recent history of personality management with the Raptors? Not necessarily, but hey, I suppose that's his avenue to doing it. Darko is just like a very classic coach of the year candidate, right? Like comes in after a hell season for a team, brings fresh new ideas, is a new face. He's not won the award before. Nurse has. That, That I think, is notable as well. Yeah. Although guys win all the time for multiple multiple teams and things like that. Shouts Mike Budenholzer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I think Darko, like, the circumstances are there. That if he comes in, Scotty Barnes makes the jump. The team overachieves based on what the sort of roster situation suggests might be their outcomes this year. Then I think he's going to be very much in the conversation for. We the just warden. saw this last yeah. year with
4: Sacramento and Mike Brown. Absolutely, yeah, so,
2: it, yeah. it happens. So uh, I'm with you on Darko, but I do think it would like it'd be so funny if Nick Nurse just pulled a one a wizard job and was like, "All right, James Harden, like you're you're gonna buy in now." And he's like, "Yes, Coach, I'm in. Let's go." <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that's the case, if James Harden buys in and does not sulk his way through 82 games upon arriving in camp, uh, give Nick Nurse the award. No no fat suit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, credits, Nick Nurse has a history of disgruntled star situations being managed pretty well. Like, the Kawhi season was very tenuous at the start, not to mention just Kawhi's pending free agency and will he or won't he even report? But Kyle Larry was notably pissed off about how the whole thing went down with DeMar. And that got managed, and I think Nick Nurse deserves plenty of credit for that, as much as that was like a veteran room with, I'm sure, lots of influence from the players in the house as well. uh, Nick Nurse absolutely deserves credit, and he was a very reasonable contender for Coach of the Year that season as well, I think. So um, I don't think it's off the table for Nurse, but it would be quite an achievement, and I am with you that I think Darko's the more likely Coach of the Year winner this coming season anyway congrats to uh i don't know what other new coaches were there it's not going to be either of these dudes what are we talking about uh (laughs) we will leave it there quinn snyder he's probably going to go win it and the hawks will be super annoying and good in the regular season and then flame out in the playoffs as quinn snyder teams have done so historically um we'll leave it there that's been fun man thanks for, for hanging out thanks for sharing your insights do you have anything you would like to share or promote to the good people out there
4: no, nope, just follow me on X slash Twitter, Jamar, uh, I will have Raptors Republic um, stuff within the next month in October, kind of, you know, on a little bit of an NBA
2: break right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's not, nothing going on, so exactly. you might as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, This is great. Thanks so much everyone for tuning in. Please find the show on socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc, etc. You can find us in our Discord server link in the description. Come hang out. We'd love to see you in there. Find the show for free every single day in your favorite podcast apps. We are done for this week, but we're back to daily next week, Monday through Friday. We'll have shows for you as we gear up and get into full ramp up mode for the season to come. Media days not too far off either. It's all very exciting stuff. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for hanging. We'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Bye bye Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.